0: Welcome to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, President of the Ohio Christian Alliance. Stay tuned for an analysis and conversation about the issues that matter most to you and your family. Here now with this week's edition of News in Focus
1: is Chris Long. And good afternoon and welcome to this edition of News in Focus. We're glad that you've joined us. We're going to give you an update from the the Redistricting Commission and the redraw of Ohio's congressional maps. Ohio House, Ohio Senate, and the maps that are still in deliberation. And what are we talking about? Well, we're talking about that, again, an outside special interest group has filed suit against the three, the third time of Ohio's redraw of its district maps. You remember last week we talked to Secretary of State Frank LaRose, and, uh, of course, he talked about the frustration this has been as the Redistricting Commission, which is the constitutionally ordered body that is to uh, review and draw the maps according to the guidelines, taking into consideration the um, uh, voters and uh, the representation of Ohio voters, of Democrats and Republicans in the geographical areas, uh, also minority concerns, Uh, There's federal guidelines, there's uh, state uh, directives, and all that goes into drawing what is our congressional maps. Now, of course, the Ohio Redistricting Commission is a new entity. It's its first run, uh, meaning uh, this is its first rodeo. We've never been here before. It was passed by the Ohio voters back in 2015. And basically, there is a seven-member committee that makes up the Ohio Redistricting Commission. It is what was the uh, former Ohio apportionment Board. Let me explain. Uh, in times past when the Ohio maps were drawn, they were drawn by uh, a uh, something called the Ohio Apportionment Board, which was made up of the governor, the state auditor, the Secretary of State, the Speaker of the House, the Senate President, and the Minority Leader in the House, and the Minority Leader in the Senate. So it would always be a bipartisan effort. Now, of course, depending upon who sits in the seat of governor, secretary of state, auditor, speaker, and Senate president of the party of majority, obviously, which has been the Republicans the last couple of terms, they have drawn the maps. Um, There has been input by the minority, which was the Democratic Party. They haven't won statewide races in some time. Uh, I think the last time that they won was in 2006, but then when it came to drawing the maps and the um, uh, basically the census of 2010. The Republicans won the election again for the statewide offices and therefore they drove, uh, drew the maps that we have currently. Now after the census of 2020, uh, Ohio is losing a congressional district. In fact, we've lost eight Over the last 40 years, since 1980, we used to have uh, 23 congressional districts in the state of Ohio. But I just returned from the state of Florida for a conference down there in Orlando, which is exploding in growth, by the way. And uh, there is nearly 22 million people in the state of Florida. Ohio only has half that at 11.5 million. I think Florida officially it's around 11.5 million. I mean, excuse me, 21.5 million, but if you count the several million people that visit there this time of year, it's a it's a big state, obviously, and lots going on. And we were in Orlando for a conference, and then we went downstate uh, to Fort Myers area, and of course, uh, just lots of folks retire there, and lots going on in the state of Florida. But that being said, Ohio has lost a congressional seat, and so now we'll have 15 instead of 16, so the maps must be redrawn. Well, come late Sunday night was the report from the Ohio State House News Bureau, and I'm going to read to you uh, the statement we put out on Sunday night, because the maps were redrawn. We had the Secretary of State with us last week, you'll remember, and then comes uh, this late development <clears throat> Excuse me, of a lawsuit that was filed by Eric Holder. That, that's President Obama's former Attorney General. A special statement from the Ohio Christian Alliance. It reads, The Ohio Statehouse News Bureau is reporting tonight, that was Sunday, that Ohio's new congressional district maps faces another court challenge. A national democratic group has filed objections over the new congressional district map, as the state's top election official says. The May 3rd primary could not have been changed, could, have, uh, could need, need to be changed, excuse me. As we have been uh, telling you, Uh, This is our statement. The group is led by Eric Holder, President Obama's former Attorney General. The National Redistricting Action Fund is an affiliate of the National Democratic Redistricting Committee. The question is, will the Ohio Supreme Court continue to allow an outside special interest partisan group to draw Ohio's maps and stop Ohioans from voting as the lawsuit continues to delay the elections indefinitely? Or will they allow the constitutionally ordered redistricting commission to do its work without interference from outside partisan political groups? How many times does it have to be said that without unanimous agreement, they are four-year maps, not ten-year maps? Let Ohioans vote. And that was our statement on Sunday night. Well, there's been developments since then. And again, to review the maps. We want you right now to go to your computer and go to the Ohio Christian Alliance website. And right at the the top, you'll see Redistricting Commission draws maps for the third time. Click on that icon, and you will be able to see the maps as they are currently, the U.S. Congressional, the Ohio Senate, and the Ohio House of Representatives. And if these maps hold, they will be the maps through 2026 there'll be four-year maps not 10-year maps they'll be reviewed again at that time now we're having a big election in november we're actually having an election in may 3rd if it holds true with a primary and then of course the november election in which the statewide office holders will be up for uh consideration uh and of course the incumbents currently is governor dewine is running for re-election state uh, attorney general dave yost is running for re-election Secretary of State Frank LaRose is running for re-election. Robert Sprague is our treasurer. He's running for re-election. And Keith Faber is the state auditor. He's running for re-election. And, of course, the congressional districts. Now, there'll be new congressional districts. Again, 15, not 14. Let's take a look at those right now, by the way. Um, Taking a look at the new maps, um, you have a new 13th congressional district, and that's very interesting because... Um uh, that map basically will be Summit County and northwest part of uh, Stark County. So that's a whole new redraw of a map. Now, um, you have the ninth District, which is along Lake Erie, and that's where Marcy Captor has served for a number of years. Uh, she will be challenged again this year. There's the 5th District. I think that's uh, Bob Latta's uh, currently in that seat, uh, District 4. That's uh, Jim Jordan, uh, Warren Davidson in District 8. Uh, now, the new District 7, which will be parts of Cuyahoga County. So, those of you in Cuyahoga County, this is a brand new district. This is almost half of the county now, will be divided up into two congressional districts the 11th, which would be Cleveland proper, East Cleveland, and the um, eastern suburbs. Then there will be the southern portion of Cuyahoga County and the western suburbs will be tied into a new district called the 7th, and that will be Medina and Wayne and parts of Holmes County. It goes straight down. Again, you can see this on our website at Ohio Christian Alliance, and just search OhioCA.org. Uh, now, the 13th Congressional District, that the new one, is going to run from Summit County to the north uh, west quadrant of um, Stark County. Now, some would look at that and say, well, that's a Democratic district, and it probably is. However, in, the, in this year, where Republicans are slated to do very well in November, and we're going to talk about that in a minute, because I think there's reason for the Democrats to come to the table very quickly on this. Uh, the longer they drag this out, they could be facing what's called an at-large ballot And an at-large ballot hasn't happened in this state in a long time. In fact, I think the last year was 1962. And we're going to talk about what an at-large ballot looks like uh, in the event that they do not come to terms with these maps. We're also going to report to you of a report we got from the Ohio Statehouse that in the event, again... We record these programs, and then it airs on thir- currently Thursdays at 1 p.m., and we're also going to share with you our new times of broadcast, which is Saturday at 5 p.m., and now at Tuesday at nights at 7 p.m. is our new time slot, so you want to mark the your uh, time for that. But we're going to discuss with you what an at-large ballot is, and then of course, what is the report we've heard from the Ohio State House in the event that Maureen O'Connor and the Democrats, that's the Chief Justice and the Democrats, again, throw this into a tailspin by throwing it back to the Commission saying, redraw the maps. We're going to talk about that on the other side. Let's go to a break right now. We'll be right back to share that information with you.
2: Almighty God, our sons, pride of our nation, this day have set upon a mighty endeavor, a struggle to preserve our republic,
4: On March 11th and 12th, Bob France will return to the Embassy Suites in Independence as the MC of the nationally acclaimed Bringing America Back to Life convention to introduce such renowned names as Matt Walsh of The Daily Wire, Milo Yiannopoulos, whose powerful conversion story is riveting, David Barton from Wall Builders, and many more. This 13th Annual Educational Conference is presented by the Kurtz Brothers. Join us as we host one of the most significant educational platforms in the nation. Designed to equip and engage all those involved in this, the greatest civil rights issue of all times, the right to life. Through focusing on prayer, action, voting, and education, Cleveland Right to Life is paving the way back to life. Help us to bring America back to life on March 11th and 12th. For information, tickets, and booth registration, go to Bringing America Back to Life.org, Bringing America Back to Life.org, or call 440 653 5245. 440
1: And we're back. And, of course, we'll be at the Bring America Back to Life conference this week. And uh, the Cleveland Right to Life and Molly Smith and the team, uh, Kate uh, Mackra, their new executive director, this will be her first uh, Bring America Back to Life conference. We enjoyed having her on the program and wish her well in her new role in defending the unborn uh, with Cleveland Right to Life, and of course, it'll be a great conference, and we'll be there Saturday, and we'll be at the dinner with Matt Walsh, and we're really looking forward to that. Well, uh, as we promised, we want to get to you this in vital information and breaking news here on News in Focus. Now, as we mentioned to you, Uh, There was lawsuits filed on the third maps redraw. Okay, we were all set to go with an election on May 3rd, all set to go with congressional and Senate and Ohio state maps. And here comes this third-party group led by Eric Holder, the former attorney general under Barack Obama, and it actually is supported by George Soros. Uh, so you've got globalists involved in meddling in Ohio's elections. But now in this article that was written by the Cincinnati Inquirer by Jesse Balmert, a reporter out of Cincinnati, is saying there's now difference between the two Democratic interests filing suit. The ACLU of Ohio representing uh, local groups, they said this. Uh, so she says two groups have filed lawsuits against the map, uh, former uh Democratic Attorney General uh, Eric Holder, as we said to you, and then the ACLU of Ohio says that Holder's Group wants the Ohio Supreme Court to reject the entire map, postpone the May 3rd primary, and pick up a a new constitutional map, perhaps ones that are submitted by Ohioans. So, (laughs) They're just wanting to throw the whole thing out. They said, at this point, the commission cannot be trusted. Well, that's interesting because this is an outside group, by the way, folks. We voted the commission in in 2015. Ohioans did. Democrats and Republicans both asked for that. I, we, in fact, one has to question and scratch your head, why are the Democrats filing so many lawsuits against a process that they actually asked for in uh, redistricting to, uh, uh, to deal with the problems of gerrymandering, and yet they keep on filing all these lawsuits, which is making the redistricting commission's work moot, a moot point. But here's what it says by the ACLU, and listen very carefully. But the ACLU of Ohio has a more modest request for the court. Tell lawmakers or the commission to fix two problematic districts. Those districts are Cincinnati, the 1st, and the 15th. They just want tweaks to the congressional map. And I find that to be very interesting. Now, let's read between the tea leaves. I think the Democrats know that these might be the best maps they see. Uh, They really are not in a position of power, Uh, and the longer this drags out, in a year that is no doubt going to be a big Republican red wave, uh, they realize that you can gamble so much that you lose at the casino window, that's for sure. Uh, They want just tweaks to this in District 1 and District 15. That tells me that they're concerned about something, and then we got this report Uh, from a source yesterday about an at-large ballot. Now, I want to go back to that. What's an at-large ballot? That means if district maps are not approved by the commission and the courts keep taking up these cases and challenges and doing the revolving door, Republicans could basically, the state legislature could put an at-large ballot together. What's that? Well, that means the top 15 people voted for Congress would be your congressman. And literally, you would have a new filing date. There could literally be hundreds of people that file for Congress, and the top 15 would be your congressman for Ohio. Now, think about that in a big Republican wave year. That means Democrats literally could be totally wiped out. Well, right now, they have several districts in Ohio. They could lose all by a statewide at-large ballot. And this actually happened back in 1962. History could repeat itself if they continue to gum this up. And I think state Democrats are really differing from this national interest group that is led by Eric Holder, Barack Obama, and George Soros is funding it. And so we could see that if this continues, especially if they have to move the May 3rd primary, that's a big deal. Now let's talk about the court. You know, we have said on this program that uh, the minority on the court, uh, because uh, actually uh, Maureen O'Connor was elected as a Republican, uh, but now she's joined the Democrats and she's wreaked havoc in this whole process, and actually, according to her associates, have worked outside the bonds of the Ohio Constitution. In fact, in the last dissenting opinion, Justices DeWine, Justices Fisher, and Justices Kennedy stated the following... We dissent from the majority's pronouncement that the revised General Assembly District Plan violates Article 6, Section A of the Ohio Constitution is therefore invalid. And we disagree with the majority's decision to retain jurisdiction over this case and to set arbitrary time limitations and new rules for the Ohio Redistricting Commission's work that have no basis in the text of the Ohio Constitution. In other words, folks, that they're working outside of the Constitution, meaning the court is at this point. That would be Maureen O'Connor, Justice Bruner, Justice Donnelly, Justice Stewart. This is the opinion of the other associates, Justices Kennedy, Fisher, and DeWine are saying, they're now the minority, and saying, what are you guys doing? Because the redistricting commission is ordered by the Ohio Constitution, approved by the Ohio voters. It's in the Constitution, and what you're doing is working, you're commandeering this whole process. They go on, go on to say the following, it is apparent that disregard of constitutional standards Four members of this court have now commandeered the redistricting process and that they will continue to reject any General Assembly district plan until they get the plan they want it would simplify matters if the commission would just provide the majority with the map drawing software Maptitude so that they can draw the map themselves. At this point, one must wonder which seven-member body is the true redistricting commission, the constitutionally named officers or this court. Now that's a scathing rebuke by the dissenting opinion that was just a few weeks ago Uh, Led by Fisher, um, excuse me, Kennedy and DeWine. Mr. Fisher wrote his own dissenting opinion. So, what do we, 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 you know, and then there's been a lot of grumbling behind the scenes about all this, and we do have an important report for you. We are getting a report from the Ohio State House that articles of impeachment have been drafted by lawyers in the House, the Ohio House. Articles of impeachment. Of Justice Maureen O'Connor and that they have fifty votes to carry it out. Now, what's an impeachment of a justice? It hasn't happened in this state in a long time. In fact, I think the last time that a justice was removed by impeachment in the state was 160 years ago. But this is a tightened battle. We've been telling you. Uh, at the Ohio Christian Alliance, is we, we've been um, monitoring this and we've been reporting to you. And why is this important to us? Well, because elections are important. You know, the whole reason that we keep this representative form of government together is an election. We actually have a soft revolution every two years in this country, it's called an election. The reason that keeps us from going at each other is that we're able to go to the ballot box. We're able to share our debates in a civil manner. We as Christians believe this. We believe that we uh, encourage good men and women of faith and character to run for office. Is it perfect? Because there's no perfect people? Of course not. As John Adams said, our Constitution is made for only a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate for the governance of any other. But what we do is being salt and light in the world— We encourage people to get involved in the process. The Ohio Christian Alliance does not endorse political parties or candidates, but what we do is endorse the political system of encouraging people to register, to vote, to vote their conscience, to provide candidate forms and on-air candidate forms and interviews and voter guides. We believe that you can make the decision— if you are provided with enough information, you can make a, a confident decision that you've voted for the best person in that given election. We trust We trust the Ohio people. As Ronald Reagan used to say, I trust the American people, and that's what we trust. We trust if you are given enough information, you will make the right decision and put good, godly men and women in office, but if they keep us from voting by constantly delaying the process, frustrating the process. Well, that's intolerable. And it's against our fundamental rights as Ohioans. Right now, we're saying let Ohioans vote. This court has no business stopping the commission from doing its work. They're okay. So there was an agreement, full agreement by the Democrats. Okay, they're four-year maps. The Constitution and the language that we passed on the ballot in 2015 clearly states that. They're not 10-year maps. In four years, we'll wrangle over this again. But let the people vote. And if we would say at this point, we would be in agreement with the impeachment of the Chief Justice who has been working outside of the Constitution of the state of Ohio and has commandeered the process, along with the Democrats on the court, to allow an outside partisan group to create chaos so that Ohioans would not be able to vote in a primary. So if the court does not decide to approve these maps, we think that the Ohio General Assembly should consider impeachment of Justice Maureen O'Connor. This is Chris Long, the host of the News in Focus. You can hear this program in its entirety on our website at ohioca.org, and you can review the maps and our most updated statements at our website at ohioca.org. Thanks for listening. God bless you. We'll talk to you next week.
4: On March 11th and 12th, Bob France will return to the Embassy Suites in Independence as the MC of the nationally acclaimed Bringing America Back to Life convention to introduce such renowned names as Matt Walsh of The Daily Wire. Milo Yiannopoulos, whose powerful conversion story is riveting, David Barton from Wall Builders, and many more. This 13th Annual Educational Conference is presented by the Kurtz Brothers. Join us as we host one of the most significant educational platforms in the nation, designed to equip and engage all those involved in this, the greatest civil rights issue of all times, the right to life. Through focusing on prayer, action, voting, and education, Cleveland Right to Life is paving the way back to life. Help us to bring America back to life on March 11th and 12th. For information, tickets and booth registration, go to bringingamericabacktolife.org, bringingamericabacktolife.org or call 440-653-5245, 440-653-5245. Almighty
2: God, our sons, pride of our nation, this day have set upon a mighty endeavor, a struggle to preserve our republic, our religion.
0: Welcome to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, President of the Ohio Christian Alliance. Stay tuned for an analysis and conversation about the issues that matter most to you and your family. Here now with this week's edition of News in Focus is Chris Long.
5: And good afternoon to this edition of News in Focus. We're glad that you've joined us. We're going to be talking to the Secretary of State, Frank LaRose, today to talk about the redistricting lines. And uh, the maps have now been redrawn three times by the redistricting commission that the Ohio voters approved back in 2015 on the ballot. And uh, there's been some difficulties with um, agreement between the parties. That would be the Republicans and the Democrats serving on the commission. Uh, What normally is to happen is if there isn't complete concurrence of a vote of the maps, there to be four-year maps, not 10-year maps, and that four years from now we would uh, hash this out again. But uh, what has been happening is the Democrat minority on the commission has been filing lawsuits, uh, and they have filed twice on the redistricting commission maps that were approved by the redistricting commission, which is made up of the governor, secretary of state, the state auditor, the speaker of the house, the senate president, the minority leader, and that House and the minority leader in the Senate. Well, we have a primary coming up on May 3rd, and with us on the phone is Secretary of State Frank LaRose, and we're going to work this out because this last week, uh, meeting a court deadline, the redistricting commission again went back to the drawing board, redrew the maps, and uh, both for both the Ohio House, the Ohio Senate, and today, they just finished the congressional maps, so we're going to talk about that. Mr. Secretary, welcome to the program.
6: Well, thank you so much, Chris. It's an honor to be with
5: you. Well, thank you. And so you have a deadline of sorts because there's federal law pertaining to the military ballots that have to be mailed out, and that's federal law. And so we have a May 3rd primary that the legislature set. Uh, They didn't move the primary, and of course, this uh, battle was uh, playing out with the redistricting commission with the lawsuits being filed, challenges by... Uh, the Democrats uh, that weren't happy and other interested groups that weren't happy with the redraw and the passage of the maps. So let walk us through that a little bit now, because we're, we're into our third version of the maps now. Is that correct? Yeah, that's
6: correct, Chris. And, you know, there's a couple of things that, that you mentioned that are worth uh, pointing out for, for your listeners. First of all, this process started with nearly a six-month delay, because the Census Bureau was late in getting us the data that we need to draw new maps. A lot of people have forgotten about this already, but in early in the year 2021, federal law required that the Census Bureau deliver the results of the census. Of course, they count heads in the year ending in zero, and they draw lines traditionally in the year ending in one. Before we can start drawing lines, we need to know where Ohioans live, where they've moved to, what, what districts have grown, and which areas of the state have, have shrunk. Uh, unfortunately, the Biden administration and the, and the Census Bureau was was egregiously late in getting us uh, the, the census data. So we started off with a disadvantage there. Uh, you're right that in the month of September, we passed, we passed state legislative districts. I thought that those maps were constitutional maps. Uh, certainly, they didn't win the approval of the Democrats. And so those were set to be a four-year set of maps. Now, you're right, That The minority members of the commission, along with uh, some special interest groups, decided to challenge those. Unfortunately, it took the Supreme Court of Ohio three months to consider that challenge. After those three months, they came back and told us that we effectively had not drawn enough Democratic districts, and they sent us back to the drawing board. Now, uh, you know, we we started in in earnest working again on that process. We drew another set of maps. Uh, Those maps were passed and rejected again. Uh, again, the Supreme Court told us that we hadn't drawn enough Democratic districts, and they had a few other complaints about the map drawing as well. This time, it took the court three weeks to reach that decision. So, again, we're, we're, we're further delayed and delayed. Now, where we are on state legislative maps is that just last week we passed a new set of maps. It was not easy to do, and, and we actually ended up passing the deadline that the court had given us because the work of drawing these maps is enormously complex. I think sometimes people oversimplify this and think, well, just take out your state roadmap and your pencil and and draw some some lines on it. But of course it's not nearly that simple. What this is, is a sophisticated GIS computer, which is graphic graphic mapping uh, on a computer. It takes dozens and dozens of hours and it's clearly done by our staff that does this work. Uh, The court had ordered us to draw a specific number of Democratic districts and a specific number of Republican districts. And that was very hard to do. One of the reasons is that Ohioans tend to live close to others that share their political views. I mean, it, it's not uh, news to anyone to say that uh, Democratic voters tend to cluster in our urban areas, whereas Republican voters tend to be spread out in all of our rural areas throughout the state, as well as suburban and urban areas. And so the work of actually growing those lines to, com- to comply with what the court had told us to do was enormously difficult. Now, what I've done subsequent to that is told the boards of elections, here, here are the new maps. It's time to get ready to run this May 3rd election. You mentioned that election day is May 3rd, and that's right. But what a lot of people don't realize is that early voting actually begins in just a couple weeks. According to federal law, we have to send out overseas and military ballots beginning on the 19th of March. Now, we've asked the Defense Department and the U.S. Department of Justice for a waiver because it's just not going to be possible to have all of that done in time to start sending out those overseas and military ballots uh, in two weeks. But what uh, the good news is, is that Ohio is really good at this. Our boards of elections are some of the most professional, dedicated, really bipartisan teams of elections administrators anywhere in the country. Ohio rose to the occasion in 2020, and Ohio is going to rise to the occasion once again. And when Ohioans get ready to vote, it's going to be an honest election. And it's going to be an accessible election. Chris, those are two things that we will never cut corners on. Every eligible voter will have a chance to vote, and it's going to be an honest contest.
5: Well, that's right. And if we look at uh, the second redraw of the maps, the Republicans on the commission, uh, from what I can see, even as from a layman's view, gave five more seats. I think three in the House and two in the Senate back to the Democrats. They still objected to that, took it to the court. Uh, The court sent the redistricting commission back to the drawing board. again. Uh, basically how the vote went on the state Supreme Court, I think the listeners need to know. uh, Basically, there are four Republicans. That's Maureen O'Connor, Pat Fisher, uh, Justice Kennedy, and Justice uh, DeWine, uh, and the three Democrats. Uh, Justice O'Connor, the Chief Justice, she sided with the Democrats, and she's pretty much turned out of office, but she has joined with them in this regard to uh, basically create some difficulty for us now. Uh, now, again, the last redraw of the lines, five more seats from what I'm uh, the report is, has been uh, drawn favorably for the Democrats. So that's a total of 10. So I, I should see that they would agree to these maps and I can't see them filing suit again. And if they do, that would cause even more difficulty and delays. Your thoughts on that, Mr. Secretary?
6: Yeah, my thoughts are that, unfortunately, what we have right now is a liberal majority on the Ohio Supreme Court. I mean, I'm just going to be very blunt with you and and with your listeners. And um, even though, you know, uh, the chief justice is is a Republican, uh, she's part of a liberal majority on the court that has repeatedly now ordered us to draw maps that – I think are, are really not ideal. And let me be clear about something else. The maps that we passed last week are not anybody's favorite set of maps. I don't think anybody really loves the set of maps that we drew. We were drawing maps that we were ordered to draw by the Ohio Supreme Court. I've called it court-mandated gerrymandering. I mean, it really, they required us to draw maps with a specific number of Democrats and a specific number of Republicans in mind. Now, I, for one, I like to see competitive districts. I'm a conservative, Chris. I believe that competition makes us stronger. That's how it works in the free market. That's how it works on the athletic field. That's how it works in politics as well. I like to see competitive districts where candidates get out there and state their case and then let the voters decide. Um, But, uh, you know, unfortunately, what we're stuck with right now is a set of maps that um, really are not ideal. They are constitutional. I wouldn't have voted for maps that I thought were not constitutional. We passed what I believe are a constitutional set of maps but it's not anybody's version of uh, of, a, of an ideal map uh, that we passed last week.
5: Well, and there were some uh, questions by the mi- uh, minority on the court at this point. They're supposed to be a majority, but they were a minority in the opinion that the maps were constitutional, and that would be Justices Kennedy and DeWine, who wrote dissenting opinions in that last decision, uh, really scathing rebuke of the majority, saying, Look, uh, it makes you wonder at this point which seven-member commission uh, body is going to draw the maps—what the redistricting commission that was uh, basically in the constitution that the Ohio vo- voters supported, or this court—and I thought that that was <laughs> some really interesting language and in saying this could be a revolving door here. So again, we have to get to the look—the right to vote of the people of the state of Ohio is so supreme, and 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 uh, to have the districts. Uh, it's not a perfect science, as you stated. Uh, you know, a lot goes into it. And the, 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 the fact is, is that Democrats haven't been winning statewide races in a number of years now. In fact, in the last 20 years, they've only won once in 2006, where they've won the apportionment board, what was the old apportionment board seats of um, Secretary of State, Governor. Uh, they In fact, the auditor was a Republican that year. Uh, so they really haven't been winning on the statewide level. And yet uh, they're kind of driving this ship. In fact, one attorney that advised our committee, I said, what what options do they have here? Meaning the legislature, and he said, well, they could ignore the court. They could impeach the justice, meaning Justice O'Connor. They feel her that she's outside the bounds of the constitutional order at this point. And or they can let the Democrats draw the maps. And none of those choices are, are, are what the Ohio Uh, secured with the redistricting commission, which, by the way, the public has been able to weigh in in a number of meetings as to uh, their interest in this whole thing. And again, no, uh, somebody coming before the commission, unless they have those types of uh, numbers and uh, um, the science to be able to draw the maps that would be constitutionally sound and have all the criteria that's needed. But input was given by the uh, public throughout this process. Your thoughts on that, Mr. Secretary?
6: Well, Chris, you're right. It has been a transparent public process. We did dozens and dozens of hours of public meetings all around the state. And uh, we heard from Ohioans in every corner of the state. And it was all of us, uh, all seven members of the redistricting commission participated. Of course, all of our proceedings are broadcast live on the Ohio channel. And for those that want to travel to the state house, they've been available to attend as well. One thing I'm going to correct you on, and I don't often disagree with you, you're right to say that Ohioans have elected Republicans statewide overwhelmingly in the last few years. In one area, though, we haven't, and and that's in the Supreme Court. And this is where, uh, you know, we need to be very careful about who we elect to serve on the highest court in in the state of Ohio. And this is where, uh, you know, we don't want to have a liberal majority of the Supreme Court going forward. A lot of times people are excited they come in and get a yard sign for the candidate for president or they're excited to come in and get a yard sign for the candidate who's running for U.S. Senate or, or maybe for governor. Uh, but we need to start getting excited about the conservative candidates that are running for justice on the Ohio Supreme Court, because if we don't, then this mess could continue. Uh, you know, we need to be really focused and prayerful about who we're going to elect to the Supreme Court this fall. One good thing, though, is that uh, voters won't have to guess anymore. Uh, as of just recently, the Ohio General Assembly has passed a bill to put party affiliation for judges running for Supreme Court, running for justice, as well as for those that are running for the Court of Appeals. So again, when you see your ballot, there will be an R or a D after the name, just to help voters have the, uh, a little uh, clue of, of uh, you know what party supports the candidates that are running for these very important positions.
5: Well, that's right. It will actually be covering the state Supreme Court uh, for the first time in a long time. Now, we they don't normally fill out the surveys, but there will be uh, that their party affiliation, uh, probably a profile of the justices, and we will be drawing attention to that. I was referring earlier to maybe this other statewide offices, but you're right. The court is one of those areas in which people down ticket maybe have not paid attention to, and um, the Republicans have lost a few seats in recent years. And, of course, it's playing havoc now with the Redistricting Commission. We're listening uh, to uh, Secretary of State Frank LaRose, uh, who was also on the ballot in both uh, the primary. And he does have a primary challenger, we must say that. And there are uh, obviously contested races uh, up and down the ticket. Uh, We have a U.S. Senate race, of course, that will be on the uh, May 3rd ballot, and of course, that's a spirited campaign that's playing itself out here in the state of Ohio, as Mr. Rob Portman has uh, retired from his seat, and it's an open U.S. Senate seat, and a number of uh, interested parties are vying for that. All that information will be available in the Ohio Christian Lions Voter Guide that will be available on our website at ohioca.org. We'll be surveying the candidates, and we'll have that up uh, later in the month of April uh, several weeks leading up to the May third primary, but again, as uh, the secretary of state is that uh, stated, is that um, uh, the early voting begins on April fifth? Is that right, Mr. Secretary?
6: That's correct. The state legislature sets the time, place, and manner of the election, and for this election, they've set it for May third. Early voting, like Ohio always has, will begin uh, right as you mentioned, fifth of April, and and there'll be. Uh, four weeks of early voting. There'll be a chance to vote absentee if you want to vote from the comfort of home. One of the one of the reasons why I sometimes encourage people to do that is that you get to be a really informed voter. You can do like uh, like Lauren and I do often. We'll put the kids to bed one night. We'll take our absentee ballot out. We'll take a time to maybe Google those candidates and research it, or to read the the, the voter guide from Ohio Christian Alliance or other groups, and make sure that we are casting an informed ballot all the way down the ticket. And then when you mail your absentee ballot in. You can track it like you would track a package. This is one of the one of the great security features that Ohio has that other states don't. You can just go online and, and like you would track a package you order, you can make sure that it's received at the Board of Elections so you know your vote is secure. But you're right, all the same choices that Ohioans have always had, early voting, absentee voting, and then, of course, the polls will be open from 6.30 a.m. until
5: 7.30 p.m. on May 3rd. Well, Mr. Secretary, we appreciate the work that you're doing in helping Ohioans get to the polls and vote. And uh, what we saw last night with the president's State of the Union address, a lot of people are beginning to wonder exactly what exactly is happening in this country. A lot of confusion going on with the Biden administration. This last week, uh, before the U.S. Senate, was indeed um, a vote that concerned many pro-lifers as the U.S. House of Representatives under Nancy Pelosi, a very radical bill that would have put into statute uh, language uh, abortion on demand, as the U.S. Supreme Court is, many believe, is poised to strike down Roe v. Wade. Uh, Congress, the liberals in Congress are moving forward with a bill. They passed the U.S. House of Representatives, and then uh, the U.S. Senate, uh, just a few votes short, which would have struck down every pro-life law that we've passed over the last two decades. Your thoughts on that, Mr. Secretary?
6: Well, Chris, you know I'm a uh, lifelong pro-life voter uh, and and have been as an office holder as well, but this reminds us that elections have consequences, and uh, it's important that we have secure elections and honest elections, but it's also important that uh, people get out and vote, and that means you can't skip a single contest. You know, people get really excited about presidential elections, and I always remind people it. It matters who lives in the White House. And we know that and we can see that profoundly with the mismanagement that we're getting from this administration. But what matters just as much is who lives or who works rather at the courthouse or the schoolhouse. We know how uh, how much we've been paying attention to school board races, thankfully, in the last couple of years. And that needs to continue. And it matters who works at the state house as well, because all of these elections have big consequences. Chris, you mentioned one of the dangerous things that they're working on in D.C. right now. Well, there's another one. And the president mentioned this in his State of the Union speech last night as well. And you've heard me talk about this. There is a long-term effort to take over how elections are run, to federalize elections administration. Here's the easy way to understand this. It is the Nancy Pelosi plan to really Californify, if you will, everyone's elections. She wants to tell us in Ohio that we have to allow people to uh, come in and vote without an ID, or that we have to... uh, stop doing list maintenance where we work to remove deceased voters from the roll. She wants to legalize ballot harvesting in all 50 states. These are the kind of dangerous ideas that are coming out of D.C. Thankfully, we've been able to defeat those. Um, and, and, and I'll be very candid that because of a few reasonable Democrats in the U.S. Senate, like Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema, we've been able to shoot these bad ideas down. But uh, I was uh, in an interview a couple of weeks ago where I referred to this as the zombie legislation because it's going to keep coming back from the dead. They really want to be in control of how elections are run throughout this country. We don't need bureaucrats in Washington telling Ohio how to run elections. Our state, in many ways, is the gold standard for how to do this right. And by the way, uh, you know, we've got a challenging circumstance in front of us because we've got very little time to conduct this election. We normally would have months to prepare. We only have weeks at this point. Uh, But um, when Ohioans go to vote on May 3rd, it's going to be an honest contest. It's going to be an accessible contest. Uh, We're going to have to move quickly, and our boards of elections are doing that right now since these maps have just been passed. But one thing we will never compromise, Chris, one thing we will never compromise is access or security. Every Ohioan who's eligible should be able to cast a vote, and we'll make sure of it. But it also needs to be a secure contest, an honest contest. We're not going to take any shortcuts when it comes to that.
2: Almighty God, our sons, pride of our nation.
4: On March 11th and 12th, Bob France will return to the Embassy Suites in Independence as the MC of the nationally acclaimed Bringing America Back to Life convention to introduce such renowned names as Matt Walsh of The Daily Wire, Milo Yiannopoulos, whose powerful conversion story is riveting, David Barton from Wall Builders, and many more. This 13th annual educational conference is presented by the Kurtz Brothers. Join us as we host one of the most significant educational platforms in the nation, designed to equip and engage all those involved in this, the greatest civil rights issue of all times, the right to life. Through focusing on prayer, action, voting, and education, Cleveland Right to Life is paving the way back to life. Help us to bring America back to life on March 11th and 12th. For information, tickets, and booth registration, go to bringingamericabacktolife.org, bringingamericabacktolife.org, or call 440-653-5245. 440
5: We're talking with Secretary of State of Ohio, Frank LaRose. Uh, The May 3rd primary is coming quickly. And, of course, the maps are being, uh, they were just passed this last week, the third version of them by the Redistricting Commission. Hopefully, third time is a charm. And these will be the maps that we have uh, for at least four more four years and that uh, we'll be able to know who our candidates are, register, and vote. And, of course, um, those of you that can work the boards of election, we always want to encourage that. Uh, in fact, uh, check with your local board of elections in your county, seeing if they need help, uh, because we need folks to work the elections as well. Mr. there, your thoughts on that?
6: Every year, it takes tens of thousands of Ohioans to deliver that kind of secure and accessible election that we all expect. In 2020, we faced some real challenges because a lot of older poll workers were opting out. And so we launched five recruiting programs that have really become a model that other secretaries in other states want to follow. We recruited over 56,000 poll workers. And I say we, Chris, you were part of that. And the Ohio Christian Alliance was part of that. We recruited over 56,000 poll workers. So when you showed up at your polling location, there were going to be both Republicans and Democrats staffing all of those polling locations. It's a long day, but it is a rewarding experience. And the way to sign up is at VoteOhio.gov slash Defend Democracy. VoteOhio.gov slash Defend Democracy. You put in a little bit of information there. The Board of Elections will contact you. They'll train you. They'll even pay you for your time. Uh, Most people don't do it for the paycheck, but they do it for the sense of duty and and patriotism. Uh, But uh, being a poll worker is a great way to make sure that Ohio continues to have the great elections that we have had. And I appreciate you mentioning that. And here's another tip. In Ohio, 17-year-olds can be poll workers. If you're a 17-year-old high school senior, you can sign up to be a poll worker. A lot of times they'll give you the day off school, maybe even give you extra credit for doing it. Another cool thing about this, if you've got a young person in your household, maybe a child or grandchild of your own or a neighbor, uh, talk to them about signing up to be a poll worker, and it's something that uh, I think they'll really enjoy the experience and learn a lot from it.
5: Well, thank you, Mr. Secretary, for sharing that with us about the maps and, of course, uh, folks, uh, the opportunity to be a poll worker. And, of course, we want to always encourage you to register and vote. And if you haven't done that yet, please do register and vote. And where do they do that on the Secretary of State's website, Mr. Secretary? Again,
6: VoteOhio.gov. Again, watch for that .gov. Make sure you're at the official Ohio Secretary of State website, VoteOhio.gov. You can register to vote there. Or if you want to fill out the old paper form, that's available for you as well. County Board of Elections, any library, any Bureau of Motor Vehicle locations. We make it easy not just to register, but we also make it easy to vote in Ohio.
5: Well, thank you so much for spending time with us today and sharing some valued information. And we will have the new maps that have been passed by the Redistricting Commission, both Congress and the Ohio House and the Ohio Senate, up on the Ohio Christian Alliance website. And if you click on that, you'll be able to see the new maps and find out where your state house and state Senate seats are, as well as maybe your new congressional district. You may be in a new congressional district. So please do that at Ohio Christian Alliance. Thank you, Mr. Secretary, for being our guest today.
6: Thank you so much, Chris. Keep our elections officials in your prayers. They got a lot of work ahead of them.
5: Very good. Thank you, sir. God bless you. Thank you. And again, and again, that was uh, Secretary of State Frank LaRose. And if you've missed any of today's program, you can hear it in its entirety at our website at OhioCA.org. And again, the new maps that have been drawn by the Registring Commission will be on the website at OhioCA.org. Thanks for listening. God bless.